Folks, hockey is so close. I can almost taste it. I can almost smell it, uh, maybe even feel it. Obviously, we're just a few days away from the start of preseason. And, well, as a daily podcast, it's nice because finally we have some Jets stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are very eager to see what these teams can do and how the Jets are going to handle this season with so many changes. But, of course, until then, we've got training camp. And we're going to run through training camp rosters and some things to keep an eye on as we head into the start of preseason this weekend, all on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said at the top of this episode, um, you know, we've got preseason in a couple of days. It officially kicks off, what, Sunday the 25th? Uh, If I can do math, it's sometimes hard, surprisingly. Um, But, uh, you know, as, as the Jets are sort of preparing for preseason, naturally they've got training camp. And this is a chance for a lot of the kids to really stake a claim to some roster spots, maybe show off one last uh, opportunity before you know the preseason roster is set and Winnipeg really starts narrowing down what they want their starting lineups to look like. Now, for the Jets, there are actually a number of players who might be vying for bigger roles than what people were expecting. Um, but of course, we have two teams this year. Um, we've got Team Howarchuk and Team Steen. Now, based on how they've split this roster, there are some interesting balances in terms of um, maybe one side having a, a better offensive output um, and like forward grouping, while the second group maybe has uh, what I would consider a stronger blue line unit. So we're going to go through each of these rosters and see what exactly the strengths and weaknesses might be. And um, some some younger players that I'm kind of, you know, hoping for big showings because honestly, Winnipeg uh, has cycled through a number of prospects that are kind of like in the tweener stage and some of them might be ready to graduate. Some of them still need some seasoning. And for some, this might be their last real shot at potentially carving out an NHL role. So starting off with Team Howarchuk and the goaltenders, we've got Riddick, Hellebuck, and DiVicentis. Honestly, this might be the three best uh, goalies in the organization right now, just based on um, you know what, what we have with Hellebuck and, of course, Riddick's experience and former success at the NHL level. DiVicentis might be decent. We have no idea. He's had, like just a few minutes of of preseason uh, camp. So I'm not really getting too excited about him, but um, Riddick and Hellebuck, of course, those guys are walls. I would imagine that we might see a little bit more of Riddick this time just to see what his game is like and what he can do for the Jets. Obviously, you know, Comrie last year didn't really give Hellebuck all that many games off because for some reason the Jets just kept pushing Hellebuck out there. And I don't know if that was really the way that I would have approached it. I feel like that 
might have been a little bit too much, and it would have been nice to make more of Comrie's services considering Eric was pretty darn spiffy. But that's a great goaltending group. It's going to be tough for some of the younger shooters and even the veterans to get past them. And uh, yeah, you know, nice group. Not a lot to say, though. I mean, obviously, this is the most uh, veteran goalie group here. And, you know, you know what you're getting with Hellebuck. Now, on the defensive side of things, we've got an interesting mixture of older and younger players. Uh, we have Dylan DeMello, Ashton Sautner, Josh Morrissey, Declan Chisholm, Tyrell Bauer, Logan Stanley, Johnny Kovacevic, and Leon Gavonki. Now, this group is kind of like where I was talking about some of those tweeners, right? Uh, for me, Kovacevic is kind of in a weird spot of being on the fringes of the Jets, but also maybe not at the level to earn a third pairing role permanently. I feel like he would be a seventh defender in the ideal scenario. Uh, I wish he would have turned more into like a third pairing defender. I don't know if that's really going to progress at this point, but the reality is the Jets don't have a lot of right-handed defenders. And, you know, by virtue of that, and because he's a larger player, I think the Jets always like having at least one larger sized uh, two-way physical defender. And Kabasovich kind of can do some of that. I think it sort of undersells his offensive game. But, um, you know, thus far, it's hard to know if, you know, it's really going to translate at the NHL level. I'm kind of hoping that at some point we see some really fun sparks from him because it is clear that he had, you know, genuine talent playing for Merrimack. And for the Moose, he's been pretty darn spiffy. So it'd be nice to see him eventually carve out an NHL role. But this this might be getting to be closer to the point where you really need to see some results from him. Um, because, you know, the Jets, they, they have... I would say a log jam on the left side, not so much on the right side, but even with the right side, he has a number of names that he would have to get past. And I don't think it's really a sure thing that he'd even beat out guys like Pionk or Schmidt. Obviously, you know, those guys are established NHL veterans. Some of them are very talented. You know, we've seen really good uh, seasons from Pionk. Um, Schmidt, of course, has had a, a track record of success. So yeah, Kovey is really looking to try and anchor maybe a third pairing or a seventh defender role. But you know, with how many players he's going up against, guys like uh, Logan Stanley and Gavanki, it's tough. And I think the same can be said with Gavanki. You know, Leon has maybe a little bit more time to focus on uh, some of the elements of his game that are, are still a work in progress. Obviously, he is one of the more offensively gifted blue liners for this team. But I kept feeling like there's just something with some of his reads and his uh, transition game that I'm I'm still waiting for a little bit more jump, a little bit more consistency before I would really want to see him in an NHL roster. Obviously, he is a fun player, and I would classify him as like high event. But I think in terms of uh, all of that translating to a Jets roster spot, it's a dicier call. And I'm, I'm not really sure what his long-term role with the org is. Uh, it's not because I think he lacks talent, but certainly achieving that level of consistency that we need to see from him and being able to do it at this level of hockey even with the right side deficiency, again, being a bit of a problem, you know, it still might not be at a level where Gavanki is going to earn a spot. So I still have high hopes for him. I hope that he can eventually corral that immense talent that he has and transition it into something where he could be a really fun puck mover if there's like a more balanced partner that he's given. But until then, he's still trying to make an impression. And hopefully we see during this camp and preseason some of the dynamic puck movement and offensive skill that he was drafted for. Now, as far as the forward grouping is concerned, uh, there are a number of names that I think are going to be very familiar to folks, especially if you've been following the Moose recently, or you were maybe checking in on some of the players during the Pentecton Young Stars Classic. 
We'll talk about this group and why it might be the more stacked group between the two uh, forward rosters in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. Whether you're looking for college stuff or, of course, pro-level football, uh, you know, BetOnline has your back covered in both categories. They've got all all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find. They've got stuff all the way from week one up until now and stuff about future games. So be sure to check in because they want to be your number one source for everything, not just on online betting, but in terms of your favorite sport. They're going to give you the up-to-date and most present uh, betting odds, wagering information, live scores, and pretty much anything you can imagine related to the world of sports. It's really a great handy device and website for getting all of the latest info for your favorite teams, and it allows you to make the most informed bets possible. And if you're looking for more than just football, they've also got your back with MLB, uh, MMA, NHL, boxing, golf, horse racing, and just about everything in between. Don't love sports? No problem. They've also got Vegas casino games because they want to have something for everyone, no matter what you're into. So be sure to head on over to BetOnline on on your laptop or mobile device to to register for a free account right now because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Uh, we, you know, are, are going through our training camp rosters between Team Steen and Team Howardchuck, and you know, right now we've been looking at Team Howardchuck, and we went through the goalies and defense. Uh, some interesting AHL names here that I want to keep an eye on, especially as we head into preseason. A couple of guys trying to take advantage maybe of some of the lack of right-sided hand, you know, uh, D depth, and, and maybe earn a spot. But in terms of the forwards, this group for Team Howardchuck is pretty deep, and I think for the most part you know how these guys are going to track. Uh, a lot of them are going to be sent to the Moose, which I think is fine. Um, Manitoba was close to being really dangerous during the postseason last year, but of course just lacked finishing ability. So hopefully some of these guys can contribute. But, uh, you know, for, from this group, we've got David Gustafson, Toninato, Ehlers, Jeff Malott, uh, Torgerson, uh, Wyatt Bongiovanni, who you saw during uh, camp and a little bit of Moose hockey. Um, we've also got Brad Lambert, Evan Poli, Henry Nikonen, Mark Shifley, Denny Zilkin, uh, Kyle Connor, Christian Reichel, and Sam Gagne. So a lot of Winnipeg's top six and maybe even future top six is represented here. Um, in terms of what I'm excited to see, obviously David Gustafson is a big name. I think Gus for me is one of those players who, if you give him skill to work with, he'll thrive. His game is very cerebral. He's not a very flashy, in-your-face kind of scorer, but I think in terms of being a creative two-way force who is defensively responsible, who understands his positioning on the ice, and who can elevate the games of everyone around him, that's what he excels at. So uh, I'm curious to know what he'll do with this this group. I think this is a really uh, top-heavy group, and then you you start filtering into the depth lines, and you've got really great opportunities here. Um, it's going to be harder, I think, for some of these players like Nikonin, uh, Zilkin, maybe even Malat to, to get a lot of ice time and show off when you're kind of competing with, you know, more established names like Gagne, Connor, etc. So I'm curious to know how they'll balance those. I wouldn't mind seeing them maybe juggle some of the lines a little bit to give some guys a little bit more opportunity and more of a, a stage to shine on because, you know, obviously with Lambert, um, Shifley, Connor, <laughs> Ailers. I mean, these are some of the top names from Jets prospects and current starters. So, uh, you know, any way to put the young guns on a platform to thrive 
I think is is a really good thing. Christian Reichel is kind of another name that uh, heading into preseason, I'm keeping an eye on. Reichel had shown some you know fun stuff last year. Didn't really get a ton of games for the Jets and not a lot of ice time, but there were flashes of fun player uh, within him. Of course, he scored his first NHL goal, and you could see that there was some solid middle six potential there. Uh, you know, obviously it's it's going to be hard for him to earn a lot of ice time with this team, but you know the Jets don't have a lot of of scoring wingers, especially in the third and fourth lines. So if Reichel can have a really big camp, um, maybe he'll even compete for a spot on the Jets because there are some spots on maybe like the left and right side that have some openings depending on which your your, your line in the bottom six you're looking at. But in the meantime, he's probably going to be. Uh, part of the Manitoba Moose roster and maybe one of their top six scores. Overall, my impression is, um, you know, the, the blue line for this group for Team Howardchuck is is solid, uh, but of course you've got great goaltending and the forward grouping is really strong. Now on the other side, other side of course we've got Team Steen, which is no slouch. We're going to run through the goalies really quickly before we uh, pause and and then kind of come back and look at the defense and forward groupings. In net, we've got Mikhail Berdin, Askari Salmanen, and Arvid Holm. Obviously, these three aren't quite on the level of the uh, goalie group at the top. Um, you know, Berdin and Holm have had some moose experience. Berdin, of course, he's been a little bit inconsistent. Some part of his game for me is still just missing in terms of uh, some of the core structural stuff that you tend to see with goalies. Uh, I don't know if it's it's maybe a lack of focus or concentration. It just feels like sometimes he loses track of the puck and it results in some softer goals that you don't really want to see. Obviously he has incredible reflexes and he is an extremely fun puck moving uh, goalie. I don't know if that's like a transition thing of, of like what you might expect future goalies to do, but in terms of just Berdine being a, like being a human highlight reel. Um, yeah, he is a fun goalie, but of course the, the consistency has just been an issue. Holm hasn't really shown a ton either yet uh, to really be trusted with a full-time starter role. So we'll see what he does. I mean, I'm not really expecting either of these guys to seize a major starting role for the Moose uh, beyond like a timeshare. I think it's going to be a lot of riding the hot hand because I don't know that either are going to have big seasons, but it'd be nice if uh, one of them really steps up for the Moose this year and just steals the role, proves that they are the number one, and maybe even challenges for the backup role in the future. So, you know, Berdine <laughs> with the Jets one day, it'd be fun. Uh, but I, I think both he and Holm have a little bit of work to do before we really start to think about them joining the big club. Now, uh, in just a little bit, we'll take a look at the defensive group that I think is really talented and maybe the stronger between this one and the first grouping and why I'm excited for some of the prospects in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. We are closing out with some final thoughts on Team Steen heading into training camp and preseason. Uh, we talked about Team Steen's goalie grouping being maybe not the best, um, but in terms of the defensive group, you've got some fun players here. You've got Pionk, Dylan, Heinola, uh, Simon Lundmark, uh, Sandberg, Kuzmin, uh, Capobianco, and Schmidt. Now, there's a lot of puck-moving two-way transition game here. Maybe not the most defensively stout group, but one that's going to be offensively gifted. Um, Heinola for him, this is his big stage to start to earn a role with Winnipeg's top four defensive unit. I think Villy has a great shot this year 
they've really been pumping his tires. And I hope that means, you know, longer term, he is viewed as one of our top offensive defenders because there's clearly a super talented player with him. And we've seen flashes of it, but for some reason, the Jets just haven't really run him out all that much. So this is the start for maybe him earning a bigger role. Uh, Sandberg is also going to be competing for the same spot because I imagine the Jets are only, only going to run one of those two rookies. I think Dylan is here to stay for the foreseeable future, um, especially if the Jets are trying to make the postseason. I think Dylan, for me, maybe is going to improve under bonus, but you know, with his cap hit and stuff, I still wonder what is the better option, whether it's him remaining with the Jets or maybe being moved for some forward help. Kind of hard to say at this point. Um, you know, the Jets are, are either going to, well, honestly, I think the Jets are going to have trouble scoring no matter what. And I think the defense is going to have issues no matter what. So it, it kind of feels like rearranging decks on the, uh, on, you know, deck chairs on the Titanic, but Winnipeg is going to have to scrap together something and hopefully come up with a half decent lineup. I know I've tried my best to arrange it into something that looks passable, but you know, Heinola could be a huge boost for that back end. Sandberg maybe, you know, is the, the calming two-way defensive presence that the Jets have sorely missed on the third pairing. Either way, these guys, uh, hopefully both are going to be around for the future and can really earn big roles. But, you know, the other kids, um, Lundmark, Kuzman, you know, they're just trying to have a good, you know, camp uh, showing at camp, maybe show off some of the skills and earn potentially big roles with the Moose, although Lundmark has kind of already cemented that. So for Kuzman, this is more of a big stage for him to show up and show off. Now, as far as the uh, the forwards are concerned, this group, it's up against it a little bit in terms of competing against Team Howardchuck, but you've got Sakumanalainen, uh, Jansen Harkins, Lowry, Appleton, Mikey Eisenman, uh, Wheeler, Stenland, Alex Limoges, uh, Barron, Chaz Lucius, PLD, Nick Jones, Cole Meyer, and Cole Perfetti. You're noticing a lot of names from um, the Manitoba Moose, as well as some guys who are, are maybe not with the Moose yet, but probably will be this season. Limoges being one of the big acquisitions for Manitoba. Uh, Limoges should be a really nice finisher, and I could see him being maybe the guy that the Moose were, were really lacking last season. He's had a really nice career with the San Diego Gulls, and if the if the Moose can finally get a finisher for that top six that can start punching you know pucks in the back of the net, that team was already really good at creating chances. It just couldn't finish them. So maybe the Moose will finally be Calder Cup worthy and make the push this season. As for the rest of this group, I mean, there's not a ton to say about this other than, uh, you know, Chaz Lucius. Uh, I'm curious to know if they'll play him at center or at wing. I think long-term wing is, for me, the more preferred position. But, you know, the Jets are going to try and, and run him in multiple spaces to see what works best. Uh, I, I think he'll have a bit of an adjustment heading into pro hockey. It's not going to be easy. It never is. But because he's kind of had a lot of time off due to injuries and stuff, I think it's going to be an extra level of challenge that he's going to have to negotiate. Barron, um, he's basically got a, a labeled spot for Winnipeg's bottom six. I just hope he can show off some of the skill that he's displayed in previous flashes with different pro organizations, whether it was with the Rangers or some early showings with the Jets. Curious to know if he'll seize a big role this year. We'll see. Again, he's shown flashes, but the results there aren't, aren't you know, not enough to really read into yet. As for the rest of the group, I mean, Perfetti is Perfetti. What do I even say? Isamont, another guy who's probably going to be with the Moose, but might be eyeing a chance to try and sneak in a shot at a Jets bottom six role. 
Probably not super likely, but you never know. Maybe he'll surprise and try and fight for a left-wing spot or something. But other than that, I mean, this this forward grouping, it's mostly players who would be competing more for Winnipeg's third and fourth lines and uh, maybe eyeing longer-term uh, big spots for the Moose, especially if they're trying to seize a top-six role and eventually earn that much-coveted call-up to the Jets. So, yeah, interesting groups. I, I think there are some interesting line combos that the Jets can kind of pull out of these, and we'll see how you know top names like Lambert, um, and, and of course, Lucius kind of handle plus some of the depth guys who are really trying to make a name for themselves and push further up. I'm, I'm not like super excited for the season in terms of what I think the Jets, uh, you know, ultimate standing results are going to look like, but I, I am happy to see a lot of kids maybe earning spots. And I hope that at least some of these players are able to earn bigger starting roles and prove that they have some really big value to this organization because, Certainly the Jets don't seem to be going externally for stuff, uh, which has its own challenges and own problems. But, you know, it is what it is. I've spoken a lot about Winnipeg's failure to bring in free agents and make big trades. I don't need to spend more time on it uh, other than just kind of rehashing the same stuff. So let's hope this is a fun training camp and uh, let's keep the vibes positive for preseason as that is rolling up this weekend. Uh, tomorrow we'll probably preview some of the expectations for the preseason games and what I could see happening as bonus tries to orient this team into something that is at least pretending to look like a playoff contender. But until then, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked on NHL. Our experts that give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the world of hockey at your fingertips. It's always free to follow and subscribe, so do that right now. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.